0: Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Handling personnel, or the people in your organization, is obviously key to handling your organization. I mean, what is your organization made up of, after all, but people and personnel? Now, there are many things to know about handling personnel. Episode 5 uh, from Volume 1, entitled Dealing with People, uh, covers some very, very important fundamentals and is one of the most highly downloaded episodes we have. By the way, I don't know if you've all noticed this, but if you go to the homepage of BusinessWise, there is a search field and you can put in keywords like people or uh, affluence. I've had a lot of members interested in the well, they're experiencing affluence, so I told them, you know, re-listen to the episodes on affluence. So if you can you put in the word affluence there, you'll pull up, I think, three or four episodes on how to handle affluence. And if you're in danger, put in the word danger, and you'll come up with the ones that talk about that. So anyway, use that search bar if you want to catch up. I sometimes am now referring to earlier episodes. I don't really care to repeat in any of the episodes data from an earlier episode, so I'm just going to direct you to them. There are, I think, uh, 14 volumes of Hubbard Management altogether. It's unlikely we're ever going to run out of material. So, uh, yeah, so you might want to review some of those earlier ones, and that's a feature in the uh, Oddbean platform that's very useful so that you can look at the earlier archived episodes. All right, enough about that. Clearly, this area of personnel is an area of interest to the members, and it's not one we have covered as much as we could have. So today I want to present you one of the most important data and perhaps actually the most fundamental data on handling personnel. I've seen many a business and many a wise member who have mastered nothing from the Hubbard management system but this one datum and I've watched them boom. Cut. So I might suggest that if you have had difficulty with implementation and there's many aspect of it, you or you feel you could improve on your implementation, you want to start with one datum to implement. I would. This is not a bad one to start with at all, because I've seen incredible results just from this one law, fundamental law in handling personnel. So take this datum if you want an expanding company. If you master this one, you will probably end up mastering other points. Please, please learn this one. Okay, this is from an article, 6 March 1966. I'll give you the title from Mr. Hubbard. It's called Rewards and Penalties: How to Handle Personnel and Ethics Matters. So uh it's a fairly long article. We're not going to cover the whole thing. We'll cover the first page or so. And here, Mr. Hubbard says the whole decay of Western government is explained in this seemingly Obvious law. Then he puts this next line in all capital letters, which' is clear he wants to emphasize this point. So let's emphasize it. When you reward down statistics and penalize up statistics, you get down statistics end quote. So here is your law. One line that uh, well mastered pretty much guarantees you up statistics. And uh, helps you to avoid down statistics. So that's why this is probably a pretty good one to master. If you master nothing else in the Hubbard Management System, master this one. Now, of course, uh, this is assuming that you keep some sort of statistics. That is a bit of a science all by itself, but you would be amazed how simple it is to keep a statistic. If you're not keeping statistics, start keeping statistics. I don't care what statistics you keep initially, almost anybody will keep gross income. If you're not keeping that statistic, then, uh, well, I don't know what to say. But almost everybody keeps at least that statistic. What they may not be doing, though, is graphing them. So if you keep a statistic, mark it on a graph, and uh, by week, not by month. Uh, If you keep it by month, it's better than nothing, but keep these statistics by week. That is what is standard. Uh, One month is too long to go with down statistics without doing something about it. So that means you're looking at your statistics only 12 times a year. That's crazy, maybe even suicidal. So keep your statistics weekly. And I would recommend, if you're not keeping any statistics at all, at least keep gross income and keep some kind of statistic that measures your production, such as value of services delivered which is pretty simple to keep because all you're doing now is uh, you're going to take an income, say you're selling a job for $500 and you deliver that job for $500, your value of services delivered is $500. If your income is growing, but your value of services delivered is not, that means you're selling, but you're not delivering. And that is going to be trouble for you in very short order. Uh, on the other hand, if you're delivering in high volume, as measured by the, the value of the services delivered, and your income is low, that means you're about to go broke because you're delivering a whole bunch of free service and you're not collecting for it. So income and value services delivered are obviously important. And then another statistic that's very, very important to keep would be some sort of statistic that measures your outflow or your promotion. And that, too, should be graphs. Some guys keep those figures, but they don't put them on a piece of paper or keep them in a computer on a graph on a weekly basis. And you can measure, you know, I've covered this in a number of earlier episodes, but you can cover many different types of outflow. I'm a fanatic on the subject, so I keep about 12 or 14 statistics that measure different types of outflow. You can have letters out. You can have bulk mail out. You can have calls out. You can have... uh, handouts out you can have number of parties attended i had a realtor who uh, we determined that she needed to uh, go to more parties because that's where she got her work from actually we kept a number of contacts made at parties that's a really rough outflow stat to keep it's so miserable to gosh i got to go to more parties uh this month anyway So all I'm saying is start keeping some sort of statistics. I have watched this interesting phenomena that when people start graphing their statistics, they magically start going up with no other action taken. Try it sometime. Just have everybody in your organization keep a statistic. You know, there they are. They're the the billing department. And uh, you say, well, uh, we ought to keep track of uh, how many bills we send out, or the value of the bills sent out. We can keep two statistics here. We can keep the number of bills that go out and the uh, number and the value of the bills that go out. Say we can keep two stats there. And uh, you know, the sort of the place sort of plods along, plods along, and it's doing okay, we think, except that we're kind of not making very much money around here. Go in there and start graphing, monitoring, graphing weekly the uh, the billings going out. And uh, you'll be surprised to see that the graph uh, magically starts climbing. You need nothing else but that. Same thing with uh, contacts. You know, if you have salespeople and you say, look, how many contacts did you do? I don't know. I mean, a lot. Okay, well, why don't we start uh, graphing it? Holy smoke, you're not doing that many. You know, then all of a sudden, uh, start plotting it on graph. And magically, those contacts are going to go up. And suddenly, sales are going up. Anyway, it's a very good practice and you're gonna, in order to implement this law, which is when you reward down statistics and penalize up statistics, you get down statistics, obviously you're gonna have to keep some sort of statistics. I guess just for the hell of it, I better uh, define the word statistic from Mr. Hubbard. Here is uh, a definition from him. I quote, the relative rise or fall of a quantity compared to an earlier moment in time. If a section moved 10 tons last week and 12 tons this week, the statistic is rising. If a section moved 10 tons last week and only 8 tons this week, the statistic is falling. So, clearly, the statistic isn't really statistic unless it can be compared to an earlier number or quantity by this definition. Say, well, how did you do last week? 30. Uh, tons or 12 tons or whatever it is or you know two thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars or whatever it is you can kind of go okay but you don't know whether it's rising or falling you can't really determine anything if it's only one figure so it's always got to be compared to an earlier figure definition number two here a number or amount compared to an earlier number or amount of the same thing statistics refer to the quantity of work done or the value of it in money Statistics is a, a very vital element in Hubbard management. That's why this is such a good place to start. Rewards and penalties. Just get in statistics. You don't necessarily, there's a lot you can do with statistics. There's a lot you can do with personnel. But if you can just get in statistics, ideally weekly, sincerely, please disregard the monthly idea. I don't mind if you keep them if you want to. I don't know why you would. But if you want to keep monthly stats, keep them. But Without question, keep weekly statistics. Remember, months are different lengths. There are different numbers of Mondays in different months. They are not equivalent. And so you're going to get uh, a certain randomity factor from the fact that they are not identical. A week is seven days. It's Monday through Sunday, and that's a week. And uh, it's also a tight enough line. I will read you this third definition. From Mr. Hubbard on statistics, a tight reality, a stable point, which is to measure any departure from the ideal scene. So, you have an ideal scene. You have, an, you know, your ideal scene is obviously something that's expanding, that's getting better, and statistics will measure that. Well, it's a tight reality. It's not very tight if you're only doing this once a month. Anyway, enough about that. So let's go back to this article. Uh, I repeat the law. When you reward down statistics and penalize up statistics, you get down statistics. Goes on to say this, if you reward non-production, you get non-production. Now, I'm not going to say we've seen much of that lately. Are you kidding? We're seeing tons of that right now, all over the country. And the production level of the country is, I've had members telling me, I can't get, get people to come to work because they're being paid not to work. Look, all this stuff about stimulus and all the money that's being thrown around, money can only reflect honest production. Okay, if you have lots of money with little production, you have inflation. That's how that works. Okay, so it's worthless without the products. Sooner or later, somebody's got to grow the grain to make the bread. And if everybody's like just, paying each other, but nobody's producing anything, then that money becomes more and more worthless. So he says, if you reward non-production, you get non-production. When you uh, penalize production, you get non-production. How many of us have gone through this? It's like, oh, to hell with it. You work your guts out, you pull off a miracle and uh, never even get a a word of thanks for it. Uh, never mind getting paid for it or acknowledged for it or, or rewarded in some way. Ah, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, no, no matter how honorable you might uh, feel you are, uh, no matter how duty-bound, there's a certain mechanic that just gets followed. You are outputting, you're, you're creating, and nothing comes back. It takes a pretty stalwart individual to keep going uh, without any kind of reward, never mind being penalized for it. So I'm sure you can think through your own uh, experience in your lifetime of, you know, doing something worthwhile and getting penalized for it. You don't feel like doing that anymore. So you're going to get, if you penalize production, you're going to get non-production. Mr. Trevor goes on to say this. He says, the welfare state can be defined as that state which rewards non-production at the expense of production. Let us not then be surprised that we all turn up at last slaves in a starved society. There is a cost to this kind of, a violation of this law, okay? If you are going to reward non-production, it will always be at the expense of the producer. It will always be at the expense of production because that reward has to come from somewhere, and the only place it can come from is the producer, so if you have an organization or a group that is a mixed bag of producers and non-producers, by retaining the non-productive people, no matter if they're your kid or your family in some way, or this is, by the way, a trap that some guys fall into, they, they end up retaining people. And for personal reasons, they won't let them go, even if they're not producing. And guess what? It, that's not just uh, generosity on your part. You're actually penalizing the producers they will soon slow down or stop producing altogether or quit. So think about that next time you reward non-production. Okay. He goes on to say, Russia cannot even feed herself, but depends on conquest to eke out an existence. And don't think they don't strip the conquered. They have to. Remember, this was 1966. <clears throat> Oddly enough, one of the best ways to detect a suppressive person I covered uh, the suppressive person in a podcast not too long ago, episode two of volume two, where bad conditions come from. You should listen to that one if you want to know more about suppressive persons. But these are people who uh, thrive on the oppression of others in a very short definition. But anyway, Mr. Hubbard says oddly enough, one of the best ways to detect a suppressive person is that he or she stamps on up statistics and condones or rewards down statistics. It makes an SP, which is short for suppressive person, it makes an SP very happy for everyone to starve to death, for the good worker to be shattered, and the bad worker patted on the back. Now, when I did that episode on where bad conditions come from, I promised I would give more information on how to spot a suppressive. And here's one of them. They reward down statistics and they penalize up statistics. Okay, because that brings about down statistics, which is what the suppressive is gunning for here. Uh, again, returning to the reference, I quote Mr. Hubbard draw your own conclusions as to whether or not Western governments or welfare states became at last suppressives, for they used the law used by suppressives. If you reward non-production, you get non-production. To continue from Mr. Hubbard, although all this is very obvious to us, it seems to have been unknown, overlooked, or ignored by 20th century governments. In the conduct of our own affairs, in all matters of rewards and penalties, we pay sharp heed to the basic laws as above and use this policy. We award production and up statistics and penalize non-production and down statistics always. Also, we do it all by statistics, not rumor or personality or who knows who. And we make sure everyone has a statistic of some sort. End quote. That's Mr. Hubbard. So, to put in this system, it's very simple rewards and penalties. But to put it in, you must make sure that everyone has a statistic. Everyone. And that statistic has to honestly reflect their production. Sometimes this takes a little bit of thinking, and I should probably do a whole episode on just how to work out uh, a statistic. There is something to know about it, but keep it simple. Uh, It's difficult to go very wrong on this. You can, but just it's much wronger to not keep any statistic at all. So work out a statistic for every one of your personnel. And then he goes on to say this. Mr. Hubbard says, we promote by statistic only. We penalize down statistics only. I repeat, we promote by statistics only. We penalize down statistics only. So you're only looking at statistics, not how nice the guy is, not how close they are to uh, your... Uh, uh, to your family or what have you not how much of a friend they are by statistics because you'll find there's people who uh they may not uh, they may rub you the wrong way sometimes but they can produce man and you want to keep those people around and you want to reward them now i have said i've watched businesses boom with this one uh datum i have it's the use of bonus systems you know now how do you penalize a down statistic these days in modern business it tends to be that they um, they just not re- they're not they don't get bonused don't bonus down statistics if you have a team bonus for instance make sure you qualify that those who will uh, earn the bonus will only be those who have their statistics up if you're gonna award bonuses to your whole team your whole office you make a goal that everybody is contributing to, but some of the guys in that team, their statistics are not rising, then they don't qualify for the bonus. So it has to divide up amongst those who have up statistics because those are the ones who contributed to that team success. And that is penalizing the down statistic and that is rewarding the up statistic. Now, I'm not going to go into different kinds of bonus uh, plans or ideas. I'm going to let you guys work that out, or maybe we do that in a separate podcast, but I am going to tell you this. You will be surprised how generous you can be. I know I've been surprised. I've had members call me up and say, yeah, I, I give my guys a $200 bonus when they do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, holy cow, that's a nice bonus. Uh, and we're talking about a weekly bonus, right? Because remember, we're, we're talking about weekly statistics. So I would advocate Uh, A bonus system that is also arranged by week, all right, not month or year or what have you. Uh, But by George, people work for that, and they they send their stats up through the roof. So the only thing you've got to monitor is that your bonus is not now uh, cutting into the viability of your organization. But you can make that bonus pretty generous. I've been uh, amazed. And uh, they shoot the statistics up through the start by because they're rewarding their up statistics. and the fact that the bonuses uh are so worthwhile for the team members to go after them, the guys with the down statistics are thereby penalized because they're not getting it. They're watching their friends getting it, they're watching others getting it. so they they tend to be if they're not suppressive or they're not uh, tightly connected to suppressives or they're not uh, whatever wholly shiftless. I did a whole. As I said, you can listen to that earlier podcast on dealing with people. Go into the categories of people there. But anyhow, uh, they don't have to be suppressive just because their statistics are down. Don't get that idea. But it could be. All I'm saying is you don't reward them. Okay? You penalize them. And you can penalize them by leaving them out of that reward or bonus system. You can obviously also penalize them if it's chronic by dismissing them. I'm sorry, you're not producing adequately. You don't, in most states, you don't even have to give particularly an explanation, but document it for sure. Statistics are an incredible way of documenting the uh, your personnel decisions. If anybody ever questions you about them later, you can show them the statistics and say, you know, this is a hard tight line in reality. Remember that definition uh, from earlier about statistics. So keeping statistics is also a very intelligent way of monitoring and justifying your personnel decisions. All right. So as I say, if you're going to master one thing from the hover Management System, manage rewards and penalties. Get in statistics and uh, start rewarding your up stats, penalizing your down stats. Uh, There's other ways to reward people too. It's not just bonuses. You can reward them with uh, promotions. You can reward them with uh, commendations and uh, games and uh, awards you know going out for dinner or or parties or i've had people take their whole staff on you know cruises and you know this sort of thing and it's been very very productive you can get as creative as you want on this reward system uh just make sure uh you know do keep an eye on not breaking the viability of the organization by making the rewards so great that uh, nobody's making any money around here that's not going to work you end up penalizing the whole group but You'd be surprised how, um, I've been surprised, at how uh, a generous bonus system uh, booms statistics. And I think it's because uh, it's not only rewarding up stats, it's also penalizing the down stats because they don't qualify for those uh, those rewards. All right, that's it for today. I hope this is a helpful one for you. Uh, it is an important law. I think you'll find if it's also not that difficult to implement and you get big returns from doing so. There's lots to learn about how to raise statistics. There's lots to, to learn about uh, handling personnel. There's lots to learn about training them and apprenticing them and so forth. But by George, uh, if you just get these this fundamental law in, you will see some very, very nice results. Let me know what you think. Write us at info at org. If you dig the podcast of course give it a like give me your comments it's great to hear from you always and uh, we here at YZ Stress are uh, here to service you so don't he- hesitate to write us and um, let's get acquainted if we're not already and of course uh, m- our many loyal members are welcome to write us or call us anytime okay that's it for today we'll talk again uh, next week